<laughs> hey everybody, this is Nate. I'm here with Sung Kim for episode zero of our podcast called Rhythms of Grace. So glad you're here with us. Let's get started, Sung, just talking about this title a little bit. You've decided to name this podcast Rhythms of Grace. Where did that where did that name even come from? So that came from uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30 in the message translation. Uh, actually, I guess it's a paraphrase written by Eugene Peterson. And I love what he says in it. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? And that's so many people that I know. Yep. And he says, come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that phrase, uh, you know, uh, how, how the rhythms of grace is just unforced. And so th- that's where it comes from. And, and then the rest of the passage, Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Man, that sounds so much like a, a promise that everyone is looking for to see fulfilled. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think especially during this time of COVID, pandemic, uh, election time, uh, this, this is something that is so needed in our world today. Yeah, that's great. You know, so you also had some interesting ideas about kind of the content of, of this podcast. I knew you started with a Bible verse, but that's not necessarily always going to be your starting point. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll talk about anything and everything, right? Just musings and reflections of uh, uh, two guys, you and I, that form uh, a rather odd couple. At least, I've, yeah. heard, <laughs> at least I've heard you say that, <laughs> and other people as well, too. In what ways do you think we're odd? Well... You know, like literally for me, it feels like like city mouse, country mouse a little bit, <laughs> you know, like like you are wearing like this awesome black shirt and I'm wearing like denim and work boots. I literally I literally have pig snot on my pants <laughs> right now because when I was doing the chores, I had to get in the pig pen. So, you know, I live life on a farm. You obviously live life in the city. Um and uh, we just, we just, uh, what I love is that even though our, our kind of our, our perspectives come from different places, we, we find a lot of things in, in common yeah. uh, that makes it really easy. Yeah. And so for in this podcast, we'll talk about uh, life, about love, about leadership. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter L. Yes. <laughs> that's how I can tell you're a pastor <laughs> because you used all those L's. How about this? We'll talk about faith. We'll talk about football. And we'll talk about farming. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're on a roll. Don't stop now. One more. <laughs> we'll talk about parenting. We'll talk about politics. We'll talk about porcupines. Oh, my gosh. And the power of play. Awesome. So for all that and more, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, you know, rhythms of grace. Let's talk about, uh, about um you know, I think you, I, I've heard you describe it as the myth of, of balance. Yeah. Yeah. In today's episode, we're just entitling to hell with balance. I oh think, my be- goodness. <laughs> I, I think because everybody is really looking for and longing for this perfect combination in, in life between rest and play and work. And, and, and there's this illusion that once you find it, that life will all of a sudden be easy and simple and I think it's just a myth, mm. you know, I, and I remember just uh, people telling me, Sung, you need to find balance, right? Because I like to drive hard and fast. I, I, I like focusing on results. 
Um, and oftentimes, right, you have too many plates spinning and some crash to the ground. And people would say, Sunk, you need to find balance. And I, I always struggled with what that actually meant. And so um, the more I explored the idea of, of balance, to me, it sounded like, man, it's just an attempt to be average, maybe. Uh, one image that comes to mind is my brother, Sam, and I, when we were younger, one of the things that we used to do, we used to go to the playground, and we would stand on opposite ends of the seesaw. And then um, slowly, we would start walking towards uh, the middle until we were just perfectly balanced in, in midair. And uh, the thing is, the challenge is, if any one of us shifted even just a little bit, like the heavier end would come crashing down on the ground. And so uh, when I think of balance, I think, is that what life is supposed to look like? And if, you, if something kind of jars you, even just a little bit, like everything comes crashing down. Uh, and I just think there's got to be a better way to live than just trying to find this perfect combination of balance. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about, you know, a lot of people are, are pursuing balance in a hope that it will make their lives easier. But but balance, as you've described it, is almost impossible to maintain for any period of time. It's actually an almost impossible way to live your life. Yeah, and, and I even wonder if balance is part of the problem in our lives rather than the solution. I, 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 again, I think it's really well-intentioned but I think it's really unattainable for, for many of us. And so, w- you know, what is the right proportion of, let's say, duty and freedom and church mm-hmm. and work and friends and family? I mean, it's enough to drive anybody crazy. And so uh, just to say, like, there is no such thing, right? You're going to find balance a- as, a- as much as you might find a unicorn or a perfect church. <laughs> okay. Like, you're not going to find <laughs> right, it. It doesn't exist. No. So now that you've destroyed everyone's hopes and dreams about living a balanced life, <laughs> I mean, the obvious question is, well, what, what do we replace that with? Right, and, and this is part of where, uh, going back to the rhythms of grace and, and uh, Matthew chapter 11, I think rhythm is a much better model, right? Because different seasons of life call for different kinds of living, right? Life isn't this uniform, linear, constant thing. It's always moving, always changing, uh, and so there are seasons. So winter gives way to spring, heats up to summer, cools in the fall, and, and then just winter comes again. And you, Nate, as a farmer, you understand seasons and rhythm probably better than so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we we love each time of year for different reasons, and each one comes with a different workload, a different a different rhythm, really uh, contained in each season. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I think when I think of rhythms, the more I looked into it, I mean, so much of life is rhythmic. Uh, The moon waxes and wanes, and so we call that a month. Uh, the sun rises and sets, and we call that a day. Yeah. And so life oscillates back and forth. Uh, the beating of our hearts, the breathing in our lungs, uh, the rhythm of eating three meals a day, uh, four or more if you're a hobbit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a teenager. <laughs> or a teenager, yeah. that's right. And so I think it's not rest and work that, that's supposed to be held in balance at the same time, but rather it, it's, uh, it's how to hold those two things in rhythm over time over a longer period of time. And so in any season of life, you may find yourself very unbalanced, but in the bigger perspective, you'll find that your your life is balanced because you're living a life of rhythm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's interesting because, uh, again, even Jesus talked about life not in terms of finding balance. No. And his, in some ways, his life was very un- unbalanced. Right. It uh, was. Yeah, we, go ahead. I was just going to say, but it was very rhythmic. I mean, we can look to the yeah. scriptures and see that he had rhythms of, of his life that he followed as yeah. well. 
Yeah, and then when I think of that, he calls us to not a balanced life. He calls us to a radical life. He calls us to sacrifice. Yeah. He, he calls us to take up your co- cross, follow me, lose your life. I don't know the sacrifice and, and balance mesh very well together. And so when I think of um, balance uh, versus rhythm, uh, another image that comes to mind is um, – my phone is ringing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a podcast foul right there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when I think of balance and rhythm, I, I think of, like, kayaking. Like seeking balance is like trying to stand up in a kayak. If you've ever done that, it's a really precarious situation. It's shaky at best. It's like unnerving at worst. And you have to put all your energies in trying to stay, uh, in trying to stay focused and, and balanced. Pursuing rhythm, on the other hand, is more like paddling the kayak. There's a back and forth. There's movement. There's, there's progress. When you're actually paddling, you can actually enjoy the scenery. And so I, I would say balance is necessary, but it actually flows out of rhythm. It's not something separate. And so rhythm has to be the kind of the first filter we look at life through. And hence, uh, again, the, the rhythms of grace. And so th- that's what we're going back to. It's not about balance. To hell with balance. Uh, it, it's about rhythms. That's good. So how do we begin to find um, the rhythms of our life that, that, that bring us wholeness and even that make us more who we believe God has called us or invited us to be? Yeah, I, I could give a couple of suggestions. Um, I, I'd love your thoughts too as well. But one of the things I think is just uh, choose the right weariness, right? Life is going to be difficult. It is inherently wearying. And I think the sooner you accept this fact, uh, the less disappointed you're going to be. I think it's uh, um, in the book, The Road Less Traveled, Scott Peck says, life is difficult. And once you accept that truth, right? Like uh, it changes your perspective. And so part of it is just let's abandon this false hope that with enough money and time, you're going to arrive at some ideal state of existence. Uh, And and then when your life is balanced, you're not going to be scathed by burdens or pressures or disappointments and trials. Like that's never going to happen. That is only going to happen in the new heavens and new earth. Uh, Revelation 21 talks about that, right? No amount of jerry-rigging this life is, is going to conjure that up. And so you have to decide what you are willing to weary yourself with and, and with whom you will re- weary yourself for. And so you, you just have to choose what part of your, your life will be lopsided and uh, determine what direction the tilt of your life is going to be. And so you just in, uh, embrace that uh, the gloriousness uh, of the lopsidedness of your life. That's good. I mean, and I think it's important... It, you said that essentially you're always going to be leaning in a direction. You're always going to be doing something that is wearying. Life is inherently tiring, Mm -hmm. but we actually do have the ability to choose what direction we're leaning and what we're tiring ourselves with. Right. And so I think that's so important because I, we both hear so many people saying, well, I just have to. Yeah. As if they are prisoners of somebody else's choice. Yeah. The power is, no, you have a choice, and so choose the right weariness. You can say, no, my boss is making me do this. Well, no, choose where you're going to weary yourself with, right, and where you're going to take your time and energy for. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that there isn't a cost, right? right? Like, the the fact that those options exist doesn't mean that there isn't a cost. If your boss asks you to do something and you say no, there there is a real cost. But in some ways, you get to choose that cost. And, And in the same way, just saying yes 
doesn't mean there isn't a cost. There's a cost on whether it's your mental health or the plans that you already had or whatever. So there's a cost on both sides, just realizing we have the freedom, honestly, to choose which cost we're going to pay. Right. That's really important. Uh, I would say secondly, and and maybe similarly, these kind of overlap, not only choose what uh, the the right weariness, but uh, chase after what matters. And I I think just the image of chasing, right? Choosing is like, okay, you're you're determining in your mind. Chasing just for me is just like something active. Uh, And so we often pursue things that are really trivial. And I think we masquerade all these great dreams that we spouse, uh, 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 talk about. And uh, at the end of the day, the things that we chase after, like we, we gain things that don't really matter mm-hmm. at the cost of things that are most important to us. So we both have friends uh, in, inside the church, outside the church that have bought big, magnificent mansions and houses. But at what cost? Mm-hmm. You know, their, their spouse or, or their marriage or, or their kids. Uh, I, I have people, pastor friends who who love to win the applause of strangers and, and yet at the cost of their close friendships. Yeah. A- and. Uh, um, people who want to acquire just wealth and status and fame, and yet at what cost? And I see this over and over again. It, it's their hearts grow cold toward God. Mm-hmm. And so um, they, they can gain much and spend much. And those various people who, who initially say, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money so I could, uh, you know, contribute to the kingdom, uh, they find themselves years later just giving very little because uh, they, they – gain things that didn't really matter, and, and they lost things that are most important to them, whether it's their family, their friends, their faith, uh, so many things. And so we end up chasing things that we will never catch. And, and if we do, uh, sometimes we may regret that we actually caught those things. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things that I think about is how um, how much, at least in Western culture, we value like leisure. Like leisure has become this thing that, that we pursue relentlessly and, and actually, like, if you look at Instagram influencers or whatever, that is what they're demonstrating. They're demonstrating this life of profound leisure on the beach or on a boat or, you know, and, and if when we think that that's going to, like, solve all of our problems, but it, it just doesn't. Like, finding, finding all of the leisure you ever wanted creates a whole other host of issues that need to be dealt with and doesn't bring kind of the peace of mind or the peace of soul that really, that I really think people are are pursuing or looking for. Yeah. Nate, do you have any thoughts on what to consider as we live into a life of rhythm versus balance? Yeah. And I I think we'll get into this, but I think that there's lots of different um, kind of like levels of rhythms, which is that, you know, um, there are things that you can do daily. There's things that you can do weekly. You know, there's even kind of larger rhythms of, of seasons. And so I think being aware of those that, that if you have, if, if only one of those is right, you can still get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Essentially, your daily rhythms can be great, but if you don't think l- on other levels as well, you can still find yourself caught, you know, mm-hmm. living in, in essentially an unbalanced life over the long haul. Right. And uh, even as you say that, I would say we are both people in process and we do not have rhythms all figured out. And in fact, if there's a rhythm in my life, I find myself... Uh, I going back and forth between super disciplined to just almost the other way around where my apathy is so thick. It feels like you're walking through a London fog. And so I'm still trying to figure this out. And so part of the podcast isn't to, is to say, Hey, join us in this journey, learn with us and and, uh, abandon the dream of balance. uh, Because I believe it is unbalanced people who will lay hold of the kingdom of God. It's a good word.